Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guest is Jerry Ting. Before turning 30, Jerry Ting started a company that upended one of the largest sectors of the legal industry. The company Evisor uses artificial intelligence to read contracts automatically, saving Fortune 500 brands like Molina Healthcare, Microsoft, and Keller Williams millions of dollars per year on legal fees, earning Jerry the distinction as one of the founders of modern contract management. Jerry conceived Evisort while working as an undergraduate intern at the U.S. Supreme Court. He noticed that time-pressed lawyers were spending thousands of hours organizing, reviewing, tracking, and performing due diligence on legal documents. That gave him an idea. Artificial intelligence, with its ability to quickly parse huge data sets, could make this tedious labor much more efficient. He spent the rest of his student career working with hundreds of lawyers to gather feedback on his idea. Later, working in sales at Yale, Jerry saw that legal and vendor management teams faced the same problems. He realized that if AI could analyze documents in litigation, it could also comprehend complex business contracts. Well, good afternoon, Jerry. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. Nice to be here. Awesome, Jerry. I appreciate you jumping on. I love doing podcasts of everything I do every day, all day long. Podcasts are definitely my favorite. My audience has heard that probably 300 times now, but just wanted to share that with you today as, as you're a new guest, and we're so happy to have you on. So, Jerry, we're going to jump into the questions. You've got quite the career in fintech as a board member and now the co-founder and CEO of Evisort. Is that pronounced correctly? Uh, yes, Evisort. Evisort. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, could you share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you? Yeah, I think for me, the secrets for the career growth is... Um, be be open to new opportunities, uh, especially ones that may not be uh, ones that you were planning for. I, I think for me, when I think about my career and what took me from where I was as a you know young kid coming out of college to where I am um, now, um, it was nonlinear. Right? I think when we're when we're younger, we're told, hey, if you work hard in school and you do this job and you do this, you'll become a manager. You'll become a director, then you'll become a VP, then you become C-level, and then maybe you'll become a, a CEO. And, and I think that that's really not the career path that most folks that I know, that especially the ones that work in fintech, that's not really the career path that we that we follow. Uh, it's a lot of sporadic here and there's. Right for me, you know, I've tried you know many different careers. I changed careers four times by the time I was thirty. I tried a career in, in, in technology sales and being a lawyer, uh, working in management consulting. And also in investment banking, and, and eventually led me to become a startup founder and then a startup um, CEO. And so I think for me the big secret is um, that's that's normal, and and don't uh, hesitate to look at new opportunities that may not be part of the traditional path. And I think what inspires me is now that I'm here in the position that I'm in now, I wonder about how I can better support folks who are going through that career path and that journey. Uh, themselves and part of that part of what I do is I do some angel investing into uh, CEOs of other companies that are starting off uh, earlier in their entrepreneurial uh, career, and I invest small checks as a way to just build a relationship. Because for me, if it wasn't for my early mentors and my early investors, uh, I certainly wouldn't be where I am today. That's amazing, and you, you know, Jerry, I think you're right on that. It's uh, it's just awesome how people kind of whether you have a mentor. Uh, they don't teach all this stuff in school, obviously, but um, you have certainly found your way. And now that you've kind of latched onto something that you're passionate about, you're certainly uh, 
seeing where you can actually apply your skills, your, your knowledge and your passion in life. So thank you for sharing that. And so, Jerry, we're going to jump into question two about the pandemic. You know, it's starting to lift. We hope we go back to some sort of normalcy soon. But what is your plans for growth going forward? And will it be any different than the last 14 months? Yeah, I think related to my answer for question one, nothing could have prepared us for the pandemic. No no one thought going into 2020, uh, a year where we thought, hey, it was, um, you know, 2020 is going to be a great year. And uh, it's the start of a new decade. And no one was going to prepare us for the world, you know, going through a, a large tragedy with the pandemic, and then businesses all working from home, right? And so I think for us, it's, you know, what we do going forward is also a reflection of what we learned in the last 12 months. When the pandemic first started, we didn't know if, you know, we sell contract management, uh, and we sell AI that can read contracts and automate the reading of contracts. And so we sell to businesses as our main target uh, customer. And we didn't know if they're going to have any budget to buy a software like this when you know, employees and teammates were actually being furloughed. And so what we did was we actually slowed down our marketing a little bit. Uh, and we we worked with the team that we had and we did the best that we could. And we were able to actually hit all of our sales um, goals and targets with a smaller team. right? But now we look forward and we say, hey, we think that there may be a large boom that comes after the pandemic because of the pandemic forcing things like digital transformation and modernization, especially in regulated industries like healthcare and financial services, where before the pandemic, they were maybe a laggard in adopting new technology. We think that this is the right time to put uh, the pedal to the metal and really grow our team and be aggressive because we think it's going to be a generational opportunity in life working in a digital, you know, modern infrastructure that I think a lot of companies had to adopt during the pandemic. They're not going to go back to a more legacy stack of software. Great. No, I appreciate the share. And everybody has a unique story for this pandemic, obviously, but I'm glad you were able to meet your marketing uh, or sales numbers during that time with the smaller team. I think that's just another testament to, you know, the human race rising up and, and taking on a challenge like the pandemic. So awesome for you. So Jerry, let's jump into some tech. We are technology publication. You're obviously leveraging some new and emerging technologies within your tech stack. Is there anything you can share with us today? Yeah, absolutely. And I spend a lot of my time meeting with uh, CIOs of organizations, especially regulated organizations that really have to know what's in their contracts. Right? And so for me, the whole genesis of starting Eversor was I used to be a lawyer and I had to read a lot of contracts. Right. And if you think about banks or healthcare companies, um, they spend a lot of time managing their contracts because of regulation. Know your customer, know your vendor. These are regulations and laws that they have to comply by. And so for me, the technology that we use at Adversary is actually really, really exciting because what it does is it automates some of the more tedious, mundane tasks related to closing new customer business. So we can help companies actually negotiate and approve new customer contracts more quickly and new vendor contracts uh, more quickly from a supply chain perspective. And we can do that with AI and automation, right? So what um, bothered me when I was a lawyer was I had to go through maybe a hundred page document and manually read through and look for risk and approve things manually using AI and machine learning and um, a specific field of machine learning called natural language processing. What we're able to do is our system is able to read a new contract in just a few seconds and pull out the most salient points and present those points 
to a lawyer, to a procurement specialist, to an operator or a salesperson and say, here's the areas that we've found that are worthy of your human review. But the other stuff was pretty generic. Let's focus your time on the areas that matter so we can help you move your business more quickly. That's awesome. And, you know, I think because of the pandemic, it's, it's not a matter of thinking, but we've seen so much innovation in the last uh, 14 months. It has been amazing, especially in the areas of AI and NLP. So I appreciate you sharing that and, and getting the word out of what you all are doing, leveraging this technology to make life a lot better for for people and, and moving more productivity forward to get us back on track. So thank you, Jerry. So Jerry, let's last question here. I just want to ask you, can you share something from your career experience that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in tech or entrepreneurship? Yeah, I think for me, when I first started Eversort, the thing that helped me get the company off the ground was a empathy and an understanding for users and for customers, not just for how to help them in their day-to-day, but actually how to help them move the corporate needle, so to speak. And I think that that empathy and that awareness and that understanding from both a product management perspective, but also as a salesperson, I think that is, you know, those are skills that I think we're not taught in school or, or early in our careers, right? I, I work with a lot of founders and I'm an investor in several companies where the companies were started by engineers by background. So they, they're very good at the technology and what I see them develop and what they grow uh, as a part of their skill set is the ability to understand how do you sell a piece of software into an organization and how do you have the conversations around business impact and ROI, right? Focus not on the features that you have, but on the business outcomes that you can drive. Because at the end of the day, somebody, a VP, a manager, or somebody um, in, in the C-level has to approve that IT budget. And for them, the question that they're answering is, how do we save time? How do we cut costs? Or how do we drive more revenue? If you can focus on those KPIs, it'll help you with building your technology company uh, as an entrepreneur. That's awesome. And, you know, at the end of the day, uh, focusing on the people part of it um, and giving that uh, great customer experience is really that empathy. Uh, what you had mentioned, Jerry, is just the right way to do business. And we appreciate your share on that. So, Jerry, it was a pleasure having you on today, and I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. It was a pleasure being on. Bye for now. Bye.